Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the PhD cast by the Cebus GPA. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by Megan, Anna, Nate, and Ahmad, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're going to feature individual members. This week, we're featuring Anna. Take it away. Hey, guys. Um, so you know me from basically almost every other episode. Um, I am the resident uh I guess, employed post-grad school host. Um, for now. And for, for now, yeah, Ahmad's, <laughs> he's coming up. So yeah, so that's that's kind of been my role so far. And uh, we wanted to try something a little different for this season and um, maybe pick a topic that each of us has some kind of experience with and um, do a story time and then maybe like a discussion with the other host, just seeing how it goes. And uh, I guess for the other hosts, just to keep, like if like if I start rambling or anything, you guys are welcome to just interject with questions or, or points. Um, so don't don't be shy about interrupting me. Um, but my topic that I, I want to discuss um, for in, in relation to grad school is re- uh, relationships, specifically romantic relationships. Uh, I'm not going to go into much to like friendships or like work relationships in this, but um, mm. this is something that uh, I had a particularly hard time with during grad school. Mm. Um, and I like to, it's not something I talk to often because I talk about often, uh, just cause it's something like I'm not super proud of, but I have found that I am definitely not the only people or only person who went through, uh, something similar to what I went through. And I find that, um, people have found it really helpful when I share kind of my story of how I, um, how I dealt with this, um, major issue relating to my relationship in grad school. So for the story time part, um, just to give a little background, I got to RPI in 2016, which was the same year that I graduated from college. So of course, straight from undergrad to PhD. Um, and I went to a Catholic college, so um, it was religious. Um, and I mean, that does kind of play into this a little bit. So when I was at college during my senior year, I got engaged to um, the guy I had been seeing for like two, two and a half years. Um, and it was like March, I think of the year I was set to graduate. He was a year below me. Um, so he was still going to be there. Um, but right before I left, basically we got engaged. Um, and I left for grad school. We did the long distance thing. And I I bring the Catholic thing in because it's really common at Catholic colleges to get engaged during college. And I, I would say not so much for other universities. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very common thing. So if that seems like weird, it was like not weird for (laughs) for this scenario. Um, yeah, that's a common thing. But, um, yeah, I came to grad school. We did long distance. Um, long distance is like a topic in itself. I'll get into a little bit later, but, um, everything was honestly, it was fine. I'm not, I'm pretty good at long distance. Uh, My significant other at the time, uh, is also was fine with it. Um, he had school to focus on. I had school to focus on. It was fine. We visited a couple times and it was good. Um, he made the decision that since we were going to get married in 2017, uh, after he graduated in May of 2017, he was going to move up to Troy so I could finish my PhD. He was just going to find work in the area. Um, he wasn't He wasn't one of those people who was like dead set on what he wanted to do. So he was flexible. Um, and he kind of was like, I'll take the work that I have to take so that we can like make this work, which yeah. is like kind of what you have to do when it comes to when it comes to marriage. Right. So. Um, he came, he came to move in with me, uh, and we started living together like two months before, before the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically 
we got married. Um, it was not like a huge thing. We wanted to keep it kind of low key. And just to give you like a little like perspective here, I was 23 and he was 22. So we were super young. Like yeah. this is very, very young to get married. Yeah, right, that's like really young. So um, right after, there was no honeymoon, nothing. I literally just came back and kept going with my PhD. Mm -hmm. um, so he ended up working for a company in Albany. Um, not and it wasn't something he was like using his degree for it was kind of like a for lack of a better word i honestly i think he would agree with me it was kind of like a downgrade from what he was expecting to do um so that kind of like hurt his self-esteem a little bit right and i'm like sitting here still trying to trying to uh, get my degree and long story short like without compromising his privacy and obviously i'm not going to go into the whole story because it's like it's it's very complicated as most issues like this are um but things really started to kind of fall apart over the course of a year um and then we did separate um i think sep a little earlier maybe than september of 2018 which was about a year of being married um mm -hmm. and he he left i stayed because obviously I, I had to for school um and there did come a point where um i i was so Maybe stressed isn't the right word for it, just emotionally exhausted that I remember one day I kind of woke up and woke up and was like, I cannot continue putting this type of effort into a relationship that's just not working and also continue my degree. Um, and that was a crossroads for me where I thought to myself, do I pick this person? Do I pick this person that I married and I give up on what I'm doing so that we can make things make things work. Um, obviously, there's like no right or wrong answer to this because right. everyone right. chooses differently. Like I have friends who had some similar things happened and they've chosen to abandon the degree and that's like totally like at their discretion, no like disrespect there, I totally get it. But the way that the relationship was going when I sat down and really thought about it is it just wasn't healthy and it was unhealthy in a way that didn't seem like it had any prospect of improving right. um again not to get like too into the nitty-gritty of it but i started seeing a therapist like i'll be straight up and it was a therapist like at, at rpi on campus one sure. of the counselors yeah. mm -hmm. right. he was very helpful and i i went regularly and he helped me like work through this a little bit but i told my significant other like i'm doing this and i feel like you need to do the same for the problems that you're having and he basically just refused and was like i'm not going to um so that kind of showed me like this was something I was willing to put effort into, even on top of the stress of grad school. And he was just not. So that was the thing that told me this is like dead in the water. Like there's not really, like there's, there's an easy answer for this. So I did end up choosing staying for the degree and um, we did decide to separate um, and then he left. And that's basically the conclusion of the story. We got divorced um, and obviously it was literally like the most like the easiest divorce ever because neither of us owned anything we'd been married for a year it was like like the lawyers were just like this is literally like unbelievably easy for everyone involved so like essentially like legally speaking it like never happened because they're like nothing there were no assets involved and it was like best case scenario but um i think the main message that i really want to like share in response to that story is graduate school especially a phd by its very nature is such a selfish part of your life. Like yeah. you, 
Yeah, it's, it's the most and, selfish thing you can do. It, it's an unbelievably, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in, in a derogatory way. Like quite literally, you're doing it for yourself and no one else in most cases. So, yeah. um, obviously, I didn't fully realize that when I when I committed to like an engagement. Um, which is huge, not only as such a young person, but going into a program that I thought was just going to be like a job. And I quickly found out that that was not the case um, and that the, the commitment was, was high. I do believe that if I didn't have the stresses of grad school, um, I mean, to be honest, looking back, things probably wouldn't have worked out long term just because he had given me that, um, oh, I don't want to work on this uh, type of attitude. But um, if I hadn't been in grad school, I think things would have lasted longer. Um, but that's also because grad school kind of helped me realize, okay, this person is not like the person that I want to be with. And I did make a really preemptive decision I mean that's the thing like when someone proposes to you and you're like oh this is my boyfriend like you're like oh this is exciting right and like you accept that yeah. but look, looking back if I feel like now if I, I I knew everything I do now and I went back to that I would have been like no 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 <laughs> please just stop so um it's such a selfish time in your life and like not in like in a way that you deserve to be able to take that time and perfect what you're doing and, and reach the goal that you've worked so hard to reach. And sometimes if there are people who come in the way of that and that's such a priority to you, I guess some of the guilt that I struggled with is a lot of people came at me with the whole like, well, you made this commitment to this person, so now like you have to you have to stick with it. Obviously, these people didn't know like the ins and outs of what was happening, but right. it, it, I, I lived with like that guilt for a long time where I was like, am I just yeah. a selfish person? Like, am I self-serving and all of this? So um, it's definitely something I would advise anyone going into grad school with like a committed relationship yeah. to just be aware that it's going to like it there's no circumstance it's not going to put stress on your relationship but you have to yeah exactly there's it's you have to have a partner that's like flexible mm. and understanding and is willing to basically say i'm going to give you these four to seven years of your life to become educated to make our life better instead of them being like well i don't like how things are going i it's just if someone's emotionally draining you you're not going to be able to do deal with that and deal with your graduate studies at the same time. So that being said, that's kind of like my little story time on the uh, the point of relationships in grad school. I that being said, obviously after um, after everything was said and done with that, um, I was single again, um, and I actually ended up dating another guy, and uh, it was obviously like not an engagement or a marriage so it was a lot more low-key and when we had time for each other we would have time for each other um and it started out more of like a low-key thing and then over time it's um it grew into you know something else or a more committed relationship and now we live together so it's kind of like it showed me getting into a relationship well, at the beginning it wasn't like so much a relationship but even even when it was <clears throat> it showed me so, like 
I had been dealing with things that I shouldn't have had to deal with um, with a partner. And it showed me like, oh, this person can actually give me the space I need to do a PhD and not be constantly like, well, I am vying for your attention and you're not paying attention to me. Um, and basically I realized, wow, there are people out there even other than this guy um, that have that patience and have the ability to just let you be and to, to do your thing. Um, that being said, I think, I think dating, like I know a lot of people in grad school who are single and they date for fun and to meet new people. I think that's a super healthy thing to do during grad school. Um, because for well, particularly one of my friends, it's actually still in the department I was in. He does a lot of that. And a lot of the time it's just, he meets new people, he makes new friends and it's just building more connections with other people. And he's, he's had a good luck with that. Um, even if it didn't result in a relationship. Um, and it's always fun to just like go out and do something and try to like feel things out with someone and, um, you know, have that social life. Obviously during quarantine, that's a little different, but um, I th yeah, I think that's totally a healthy thing to do. I know there are, <laughs> there are a lot of people who say like, oh, like don't date in grad school, just focus on your work or like don't have a boyfriend or, you know, whatever, but work-life balance, like it's good for you to... Mm -hmm. have a have a life part to that balance yeah you right right <laughs> and yes. part of that is relationships whether that's friendships or an actual like relationship right mm -hmm. but it's it right. important like, i agree with exactly like, i agree with the phd mm -hmm. being a very selfish thing oh, absolutely. But mm -hmm. in a way so is a relationship as well and yeah you need to be able to make a, a space for both yeah Right, and you need to have, be in a relationship where that person understands that you need to be selfish a lot of the time. Exactly. Um, yeah, which, and I think a lot of is... that comes from like good communication, right? Like being very upfront right. um, about like the time commitment it takes, and, and, and it's, it's always a different time commitment. It's not oh. always like a twelve-hour day, right? Mm -hmm. It varies. Some days you have nothing to do, and some days it's going to be a lot. And your partner right. should be able to support you through that and like understand that it's just a hot mess and a lot is Absolutely. going on, you know? It's like yeah. your partner sharing you with another partner. No, right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. another full-time partner. It is. <laughs> it really is. And it's not like a job because the thing is like even with the, the guy that, uh, I mean, my boyfriend now is when I was seeing him early on. Um, like when I got home from lab, I was still working for like another four hours. And um, one, one of the things that I did, because he, he was like really generous with like his time and was very understanding is uh, one of the things that I did is like a couple times a week, um, he would have like work he had to do and I would set aside like two days towards the end of my degree, obviously, um, where I would go to a coffee shop with him and we would spend the day there working together so that we would have that time, but we were also both being productive. So we found ways to like, kind of have that time together or even just being in the same room and doing different things um, was like really, really helpful instead of just being separate all the time. Um, or like, for example, we would always save like Friday nights to hang out to do something. I would never work late on Friday nights unless I had a deadline, which was rare. Um, so it's like you have to like kind of make little concessions here and there to make something work. But I think the biggest thing is you need to find someone who understands. And um, I, th I think a lot of people would say like, oh, why don't you just date another PhD student? Mm -hmm. um, <sighs> I, I feel like that's great in that regard, but in the other regard, I personally, like, this is going to kind of make me sound like a, like, kind of a jerk, but, like, I feel, I would feel, like, so competitive with that person. 
Um, that's just like how I am. Um, sure. So it, it depends because I have a lot of friends who are like both PhD students in the same school, maybe not the same department, and they make it work because they know, both of them know what the other is going through. So um, that's always a, a thing. But um, I know for me, I don't think that ever would have really worked, uh, <laughs> worked well, but um, I it's just, just such a like cell passages if you're off with your partner for example uh -huh. right and so you're busy <laughs> on completely different days yeah and you never see <laughs> right. you never see each yeah. other which right. would be pretty pretty miserable i'm willing to argue yeah. so oh. i guess yeah. it really depends exactly. on the couple though right like it really depends on what works for you and what your needs are for as far as how much you need to see each other and things like that mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I personally also probably would not be able to be with another PhD student. Uh, my fiance <laughs> is in software engineering, so he's been remote for the last year. And like, I literally can see him if I'm home. If I'm not at home, I don't see him. It's pretty easy. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we work on very different time schedules. Um, but that works for us because, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to communicate through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also if you, we tell ourselves like, this is a temporary situation and in however many years it's going to be over with and we can have more of that time together. So like now that the thing, the problem with my boyfriend and I was he, he left RPI. He was like a super senior. So he was an older undergraduate because he's actually a few months older than me, but he skipped or like took two years off or something like that um, in the middle. So he left RPI like a year before I did. Um, and he also is international, so he would spend a ton of vacations in the Philippines, and that's like a 13-hour time difference during daylight savings time. So we had to learn how to like build our communication over that time and space gap. And then when we were back in person, we found that things were very functional because if you can learn each other's communication styles when you're going, it's like trial by fire almost. Um, and we kind of knew that we're going to have to go through a lot of long distance. We're going to have to go through a lot of kind of like unhappy scenarios to make this work. And yeah, there, there were those times where both of us were like, do we really want to like continue this? Do we just want to part ways? Like what's the situation? Um, which I think is normal in like an early relationship. And um, eventually once we, once we ended up moving in together, like that was a big deal. That's a big deal for me because I'm like very independent and I need my space. Um, things were great. Like it, we didn't really feel like, like anything changed, and we were just like very, like we had like nailed it down. So you'll go through like those hard times, but like if you can get through it as a couple, yeah. once it's over, it's like oh wow, okay, things are pretty good. Like I feel good, and now we have that time together to spend in the evenings because like I usually stop working at what five or six, and then we do stuff together. So. It is a temporary scenario, but having someone who can successfully accompany you through a PhD is probably going to continue to be a very good relationship <laughs> post PhD. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. yeah, so I would say if you can find someone who's able to do that, then like hold on to that person because <laughs> I don't think that's common <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, that's kind of my, uh, I, I like to share kind of my misfortune with other people when it comes to this, because um, I, I have more than, more than one other person I know has gone through a divorce during a PhD and has like chosen to pursue the degree um, through it. And it's, it's not as uncommon as people would think. And I mean, obviously, re like breakups from long relationships can be very similar in the emotional, like, 
stress that it takes. There's just like no paperwork and like like state law involved. But um, <laughs> it's it's really tough. It's a tough thing to go through during such a hard time in your life. And um, I think not a, a lot of people like I never talked about it because I was embarrassed. Like I was like I made a mistake. I never should have done this. I got this other person involved. That other person's family. And like, I did blame myself for the whole thing, which looking back was like, not true, but that's just how I handled it. Right. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got out of it, I was like, once I started sharing my story with other people, people were like, oh my God, that's so funny you say that because X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh wow, like, okay. So I was really shy about it. But then when we were thinking about podcast topics, I was like, you know, how many people have brought that up and they feel shy about talking about it? If I'm like, hey, this is what happened to me, and that's like worst case scenario, then people are like, oh wow, and then they feel more yeah. comfortable talking about it. So um, I also want to do like a little plug for my advisor here because I literally like <laughs> my productivity was so bad during the few months where right. this was like really going on, and I I emailed him and I was just like, I felt comfortable doing this. Maybe not everyone would, but I was like, my husband and I are splitting up and it's been really awful and my productivity is so bad and he was just like it's okay i understand if things are slow just like let me know and i was like thank you so he was very understanding and like yeah and it was nice because there were no questions asked he was just like i'm sorry like just let me know what you need obviously we love to see you during group meetings and everything and like if you need any help like just let me know and like i never took a break i just kept working but like as much as I could before I was like I can't handle this and then I would I would stop so he was very understanding which was really sweet and I, I honestly I would I would bet that most advisors would probably react that way as well so um I guess the other thing is like don't be afraid to just like let them know I have some personal stuff going on um and they will be they'll try to accommodate you in most cases I would think but yeah, it was wild. And so basically the first two years of my PhD were like really awful. And then the last two years were really good. <laughs> so just like with life in general. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think that like to summarize this and my final point is just, you know, having a relationship in grad school, obviously it's possible. Like don't let anyone tell you, oh, you can't do that. Or this is a bad idea. Like do what you think is right. But also know that make sure you and your partner are on the same page um, because it's going to be it's going to be hard and you might not realize that from the from the get go um, as much as they might not realize it. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. So, but yeah, if you guys have any like input or questions or your own like anecdotes, please, please feel free. All right. So I don't know if everyone else here knows, but my I am currently married and my wife is also a PhD student here at RPI. Um, she's in the chemical engineering department. That's not even dating a PhD student. No. So we had a really fun um, experience. I mean, I feel like very similar to Anna. I went to uh, a private Christian college for undergrad. And like there, I think similar to maybe your experience too, that the culture is like very much like you kind of meet someone, you get engaged and then you get married like soon after <laughs> you graduate. Yeah. And like both my older sisters went to the same school as me. Um, they both had so, you know, sort of a similar experience. And so that was just like the norm, you know? And so I like, yeah, I met um, my now wife uh, as a sophomore. We were like in an engineering class together. 
I had a huge crush on her. It took I me, love this it took me like a, Yeah, it took me like a semester even to like talk to her. It was really awkward. <laughs> I was a really awkward person. And um, yeah, and then, um, you know, we dated all throughout our undergrad. We got engaged and then um, we decided to get married after we graduated. And we were both interested in grad school, so we both applied um, to grad schools together. We all applied to the same, like we applied to the same schools to try to get into at least like one school together. Yeah. Um, so such I a think large, like, such a big gamble. It really was, yeah, because yeah. Um, because <laughs> she she is also an international student. She's Indian, so um, that was a that was a gamble because if you know we didn't get into the same school, um, our bet was going to be basically that I would just get a job in whatever school she got into right. because she can't you know the whole job process would be yeah. much harder for her yeah. than for me um so that was sort of our backup plan if if you know we couldn't get to the same school mm-hmm. but thankfully we did get into like two schools um so we had two options and <laughs> had to choose between <laughs> those two options and came here um but it's it's been it's been really good i think um just having that person i think you know that's in the same boat as you doing a phd and Maybe it's different. I feel like, you know, I, I haven't had the experience of doing, you know, a PhD by myself and then being married to someone who's not doing it. Right. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know like how that compares, but I feel like doing that sort of together, you understand that you have time commitments with your lab or your work or whatever. And then whatever, you know, time we have left over is like with each other. Um, I think mm-hmm. the, I think the best thing, honestly, that's happened to us has been COVID-19 because we, uh, <laughs> we both, no seriously like we we both um basically transitioned completely to computational research and we work from home almost all the time so we, uh-huh. we spend 24 7 together like seriously all all of my waking hours <laughs> we are like working together and it's like simultaneously mm-hmm. good and bad because we like we we like distract we, we distract each other a lot you right. know like oh i'm so sick of working can we go for a walk yeah. or something you know but then yeah. also it's like you have someone that's like with you going through the same thing yeah which is really fun um so it's wait i'm so glad that, that nate's here too because i feel like i told my story and like everyone listening is going to be like oh my god this is so like doom and gloom. so like having someone who went through the same thing but it worked yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, good to have yeah. both sides of the story because that, that's the thing that I was trying to say. Like, even though my situation sucked and obviously did not end the way I wanted it to, plenty of people's do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> we're approaching our second year anniversary. That's you know, so God cute. willing, we'll go through all PhD and beyond. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, I have no reservations. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think just having someone doing PhD with you has been has been really good for me. Um, I think especially for me, because I, I mean, we'll talk about this in another episode, but I went through a really tough transition yeah. after my first year with my advisor leaving, and she was so supportive and all that, and, you know, I had basically like a mental health breakdown <laughs> that summer, and she yeah. was like there with me through all of it, which was just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I was just going to kind of like reiterate what I said, is I feel like it's relationships in general are just such a weird thing because like even if someone seems like the right person for you like at the outset one situation can make you realize this is not the right person or vice versa one situation can make you realize like wow this is the person i want to spend the rest of my life with or whatever like Mm -hmm. your future plans are but um i'm glad we have both sides of the spectrum here (laughs) I think one thing that really helped, um, like you said, like one instance basically that I was like, I can do this for sure is mm-hmm. we, we did um, 
a summer of research together. We both were at the same university doing a summer of research. And, you know, that summer was basically kind of like a foretaste, I feel like, of what grad school was right. going to be like for us. Um, and it went it went really well. We like, you know, we had to like eat and cook and everything together. And, and I think just, you know, having that sort of like living sort of situation, um, just, I don't know, for me, it felt like, oh, I can do this with yeah. this person for the rest yeah. of my life. Right. So. Okay, you're gonna say something, right? Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> jump in. Uh, so I, my partner and I are not married, but we're pretty close. It feels like, yeah. honestly. So I've dated her since senior year of high school. How, wow. Sorry, how many years have you known each other? Because I we know have this answer. known each other since. Ooh, I think technically I met her, but like l literally, like met in passing. Hello. No, maybe not even exchanged names in seventh grade. Wow. So that's a long time. Very I don't know how many time. years that is. A Probably time. a lot. Um, <laughs> but I think it's something like seven years, I think, right now since since dating. Um, wow. That's amazing. And so we actually yeah, I don't just... I think I know anyone from seventh grade anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Oh, I, one of my best friends is still from seventh grade. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you had a good town. I don't know. Yeah. Small town kind vibes, you know. Country, yeah. so it doesn't help. And so uh, we dated since senior year. And we've had like two different periods where we did long distance because I went to a different college than her for the first year. She actually ended up transferring to my school because she went to an all-girls school. Um, oh, right. And she didn't really enjoy it very much. And I was like, yeah. look at my school. It's fun. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that convinced her well enough. So that was nice. And then the only other time that we like weren't in the same place was actually my first year of grad school as well as hers. So I came here to RPI right after undergrad. And she actually did a one-year master's program at Columbia. So that was actually still pretty close, like two and a half hour train ride for us. Yeah. Get to visit at least like once a month pretty easily. Right. Yeah. Um, and since then, she's finished her master's and she's now up here working as a as a nurse. Yeah. And similarly, COVID <laughs> brought her here earlier because yeah. her school went totally online. Mm. So that was really nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got to say, it's been awesome having her around. She's yeah. super supportive. Mm. You know, I can tell her. Uh, my arm hurts like this and you know as being a nurse she says Micah stop complaining <laughs> and then, yeah, I love that go do the dishes but, yeah you know and that, <laughs> so no she's yeah she's, she's really wonderful and yeah mm. I think grad school has been very positive for me mm -hmm. I mean she's been able to be around uh, now she, that she's working we're also like rich it feels like to me at least and so yeah i'm just loving it honestly i love that you said like it's like flexing working. on all of us yeah right. i think i think it's so entertaining to be with someone who has a real adult job because you're like they're wow, making real you people make real money, money. That's what I, every time i'm just like don't worry emma makes real people absolutely that's funny. Oh, man. It gives you perspective on how little you make. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Mm. Or when you start, like, hearing them discuss benefits. Yeah. Mm. Like, like, benefits? I have what? no idea what that is. <laughs> what are, what are <laughs> benefits? I have student health insurance. <laughs> I pay you for it. So I'm actually another person who's been in a very long time, long-term relationship. Uh, my fiance and I have been together for six and a half years now. Mm. 
Um, and we started dating our freshman year of college. We lived on the same floor. Um, started dating like two weeks into freshman year. Very freshman quick. Frenzy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know. Like, oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, I know. And it it ended up working out, which was which is not as often. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we dated through college, and then um, he actually ended up graduating one year early. So he had a job my senior year. Um, and we kind of, while I was applying to grad schools, we were like, oh crap, like mm -hmm. we got to figure out how we're going to yeah. move. Um, luckily he had, um, I mean, first of all, he's a programmer, so he can work virtually anywhere. So it actually wasn't that big virtually. of a deal. <laughs> um, but you know, I ended up <laughs> getting accepted to RPI and I accepted the offer as well. And then we were like, oh crap, <laughs> we're in upstate New York. There actually isn't that many jobs here. Uh -huh. um, and so he, he ended up moving to Boston um, and we did long distance for a while. Mm. We absolutely hated it. Yeah. It was not good. Mm. We hated it. We were so used to seeing each other all the time because we did undergrad together. Yeah. And we were like, we can't, we don't like this. So he actually found a job here, which was really nice. And he moved up um, my first, or towards the end of my first year. Um, and then we got engaged that summer, which has been awesome. Um, we moved in, we have a house together. I feel like we've made a very slow progress towards becoming real adults. Um, we just fostered a dog, so now we're taking care of another dog, living being. Yep, yep. Um, and so I feel like it's been a positive experience. We definitely have had some stressors, though. I feel like um, from going from COVID, where I basically was doing nothing because I'm a wet lab person and I had nothing to do yeah. for an entire summer, to working my butt off this year and yeah. working very long hours working every weekend yeah. um i feel like there was a few moments where we had to kind of talk and be like listen this is what it's going to be like for the next year like i'm getting ready to kind of wrap up my research it's going to be really intense mm. and it's been tough mm -hmm. but um i feel like we get through it by just having a lot of conversations and planning things out saying okay this friday i'm not going to work mm. <laughs> at night <laughs> we're going to make a dinner we're going to make a meal together we're going to actually hang out um yeah. so i feel like it's a lot of kind of planning ahead a lot of communication um but mm -hmm. it's definitely been tough because he has a very flexible job and it's a nine to five for the most part depending on deadlines and mine is not a nine to five it's a whatever my cells need whatever my mice need yeah. um which is not a nine to five and so it's been kind of difficult to work on the same schedule <laughs> oh i also like this year has put like extremes in perspective with, like, oh yeah you went from doing absolutely nothing to a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is also so funny that like we bring up this topic of like stressors and everything. And one of the ones, especially at RPI, like there's so many international students and um, like dating someone. Well, he's an American citizen, but his family is none of his family are basically. Um, so we've been dating for like three, not three years is less than that. Uh, somewhere between like two and three years. And like I still haven't had the chance to meet his family. And like, for me, that's very weird. And that's like something we're going through right now as I'm trying to get like a passport expedited so I can go see them. Cause they're in London with his sisters who one of them goes to college there. So like there's other like struggles when it comes to like 
like for example like in Nate's situation if you're dating someone who's international like you talked about how you had to have a backup plan to make sure she could like stay in the country um so like it's kind of like another thing that just brought to mind where I literally like when I get off of recording I have to call the the state department and be like I need you to get me my passport in like 20 days or something like that so yeah so it's it's crazy and like there's so many things that add to it and then on top of grad school and like you really just have to like be understanding of everything and realize that you know things change things aren't always going to be like oh great and happy and fun so yeah that's a really great point i feel like being in a relationship adds a different type of stress as well Um, (laughs) right because i don't know if you guys kind of remember this but that you know during sort of the covid scare and kind of when we we're transitioning going back into school in like August oh, or right. whatever. We talked about this in our international student experience yeah. episode, which if <laughs> you haven't listened to, <laughs> go listen to it. Yeah, shameless <laughs> plug by Megan there. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, but we were, we were so worried that um, Shiny was going to mm-hmm. not be able to stay. Yeah. Like we, we thought for some reason that the international students aren't going to be allowed to come back or something. Yeah. yeah. If that was the case, she would literally have to leave you right. know? and like what am I going to do am I going to stay here am I going to go yeah. to India like, right. right 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 it was such a stressful time for us it was crazy oh my gosh so I can I can reflect a bit about like the part of my relationship and especially in the, like, uh, in the last year and a half mm-hmm. um, like part of the PhD has been just doing the PhD has been really stressful because I think the more I progress the more I realize how selfish it is just like mm-hmm. Anna was talking about earlier mm-hmm. it's, it's very selfish you're really doing this for yourself and it's, it's all about making yourself look good and uh, it, it can change you in a way and that, that, can, that might reflect in other areas of your life where you're you know you might be selfish in other areas I guess Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. and I think that might take a toll on a relationship as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think like my experience didn't have like luckily didn't have any of that. Uh, we did move in for a brief period of time during COVID, uh, primarily because it was just a lot easier for us to be together. Yeah. And again, just like quarantine together than yeah. it is to like actually be in separate places. Right. And so we did that for like, a few months until like everything started like partially opening mm-hmm. up again. And it was great. I know I was, because uh, like right now I'm fasting for Ramadan. And so I remember back to like my Ramadan schedule last year, which was also in the middle of quarantine. I was oh, gosh. For my candidacy exam. Yeah. Oh, my. And so to kind of give you like an idea of what that looks like for me, just like a day to day, I fast every day from dawn until sundown. Yeah. And so, first of all, I'm a coffee addict. So coffee has to come in like the first thing <laughs> and, like right after I <laughs> Uh, right after I break my fast and it also has to come like right before I start my fast uh-huh. or my day is ruined mm-hmm. and so I, it's, I cannot deal with the headache um, and so I would wake up every morning around 2.30 or 3 I think it was around 3 oh my gosh uh, that's a little like earlier than my typical uh, wake yeah. hour so it's okay, mm-hmm. it's, okay. it didn't change much for me <laughs> and um, what we did is I would wake up start working around three i would eat drink my coffee start working from three to like eight she would wake up she'll have breakfast i'll go to bed yeah so Uh, that we could actually have separate time so we don't go crazy (laughs) (laughs) that did that did help a little um it it, like it actually actually helped a lot i think um 
and it was uh, nice to be able to actually just do that with someone at least during the quarantine period mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but like looking at reset work when everything started to open up again i started preparing for my thesis defense and uh, she of course got busy with her job and everything uh she's she's not a student just to kind of clarify that um but um it was interesting trying to balance both of our schedules at the same time and trying to kind of plan for like well i'm i'm also an international student I'm, <laughs> i need to kind of figure out am i going to be in the country or not right. i don't know yeah <laughs> because in like from my perspective i could apply anywhere yeah i am choosing to stay in the united states for other reasons yeah. but ultimately you could apply anywhere and so uh trying to plan for like that's an, uh, another stressor of like okay well what comes after grad school because even though you've been together for like a long-term relationship well things have changed now there's like a different type of conversation that needs to be that needs to happen and yeah right it's certainly another thing that like it's not just the relationship through grad school it's also after yeah. and planning like okay well, what's what's next yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point cool. that you have to talk about what comes after, especially when you're and, in the latter half. That's definitely a conversation I've and, been having now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when do you have that conversation? Yeah. Before your defense? After your yeah, defense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> before your defense, all you see is that yeah. thesis document, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. I think grad school is absolutely a good test of a relationship. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I think, Anna, you already said it, but if you can get through grad school, I feel like you can get through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say living together is another good test. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever <laughs> you choose to do it, whether it's before or after getting married, but it's a really, really good <laughs> test of compatibility. But I think it being is. able to get through something as stressful and time committed as, a grad, as grad school is also a pretty good test that not everyone gets yeah. to do. I think the pandemic also added a third uh, thing. To pandemic yeah. is also absolutely <laughs> quarantining with someone else. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which for me was a positive experience because I don't think there's going to be an, another moment in my life until I get retired yes. that I'm yeah. going to be able to spend that much time with my fiance, which I was very very grateful for. Yeah, that's so um, true. <laughs> but for some people, it was very eye-opening. <laughs> I have friends where there, it's yeah. been very eye-opening, and you know, and I think that was much needed. Yeah. I thought yes. I had a positive experience as well. It's just, you know, I can I can see how so many people were just, okay, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. I can stay in the same <laughs> room with this right. person. People yeah. said they were like, people were saying like during quarantine, there were tons of divorces and tons of pregnancies. Yes. So <laughs> either went one way or the other. Or the so. other. Yeah. Oh, it's no. funny that, it's funny you bring that up because actually it was funny because my boyfriend was supposed to leave for california just to like live out here and start job hunting in like march of my graduation year and that's when everything shut down and then both of us were like well you should not get on a plane like you're like what's going on so then he asked my roommate and i he was like can i just like stay with you guys i'll give you like utility money and we were like cool and living with him and quarantining with him i was like well this is gonna end one of two ways (laughs) and like prior to that we had we had had a couple discussions about like what are we like what are we doing after this like we don't know and after living together we were like okay we want to live together like actually so that kind of helped us make that step forward which was really nice um so the quarantine like even though that's like technically not super related to just relationships period because like when else is that going to happen i don't think it's going to happen again in our lifetime but um, living 
Yeah, living Don't together speak is too a soon there, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, cool. So yeah, that's all I have to share. So um, yeah, thank you guys for your input and uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. I think this is a good topic because it's I feel like topic. no one yeah. really talks about relationships and mm. potential <laughs> issues with their relationships in grad school just because there's already so much going on that people are kind of embarrassed if there are issues you know so true yeah um so i think this is a great topic to talk about yeah yeah so that's gonna wrap us up for episode 10 of the phd cast if you're interested in a specific topic or have questions you'd like us to answer please email us at cbisgpa at rpi.edu or message us on social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And with that, we hope your pipettes are properly calibrated and that all your differences are significant. See ya.